so I steal tea bags from my sweet mate because she has better tea than I do. Um, but she has like this celestial seasonings bullshit. And it's like good tea, but it doesn't have any fucking strings or tabs like attached to it. Yeah, I've got and, some like, tea like that. It's like, I mean, I get it, I guess. But also I have like a tall ass mug. Um, and, and on more than one occasion, I've had to like run and grab some chopsticks so I can fish out the tea bag that is sunk to the bottom. When it's done steeping, it's, like, so annoying. It feels like the most, like, like annoying, bougie bullshit. Just let me have my fucking, like, proletariat. No, that doesn't, sound, that doesn't sound bougie. Like, bougie sounds, like, full, like, handled on the teabag and everything. That sounds like some fucking, like, hipster shit. Like, you go to a place and they got, like, a deconstructed salad for you. Oh, sure, They just, like, yeah, they just, like serve I mean. you a bag of lettuce and a teabag with no string. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I've been to, like, restaurants where the tea bag is, like, suspended, like, on sticks. Like, and then they put the sticks on top of your, like, glass or whatever, like, your cup. And it just, like, hangs above your, like, the hot water. That's absolutely bonkers. What? I love it. I love shit like that. It's so stupid. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ugh. Oh, uh, right. what the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, fucked up shit that happens in restaurants I've been to. And, like, the, probably the most fucked up thing is just, like, having my food I've ever been to is a, having my food served in a cast iron skillet. Like, that's the most weird shit that I've ever had happen in a restaurant. And, I mean, that's pretty standard, I feel. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm saying that's the weirdest shit. And you had, like, fucking, like, Art Nouveau tea bags, like... <laughs> Suspended via gothic architecture. I mean, you go down into, like, any major city in any state. Like, <laughs> like I'm talking, like, Minneapolis or, say, like, St. Paul. Like, uh-huh. you're going to have some, like, hipster bullshit there. You know what I mean? Oh, no, absolutely. I imagine in Seattle, it's just, like, flying buttresses as far as the eye can see. <laughs> it's a fun word to say. Is that our intro? That's our intro. We're gonna <laughs> All right, great job. <laughs> uh, I'm Blair. I'm Luna. <laughs> but wait, I this is a different person. I'm also Luna. There's two of us. <laughs> we have. Yeah. That's relevant to the movie. <laughs> we have a <laughs> we have a guest here today, a uh, friend of mine, uh, Ray. I'm hey, Mrs. Um, Rings. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Um, so, Rings, Rings, what's your what's your deal? What's your steez? Um, I don't know. I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we like to do when we have new guests on the show is like kind of ask them about like like their background with horror, like what mm-hmm. they feel about horror, their favorite yeah. horror movies or tropes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. yeah. I kind of prepare things that so um um, so, growing up, I was uh, a big, you know, scaredy cat and stuff. Don't really like 
I didn't really like horror movies, but when I was like 13, I had this friend, well, I'm still friends with them, uh, like, we'd talk on the phone, and she was a big horror buff, and she would describe the plots of horror movies to me, like, really fucked up ones too, like Martyrs, mm-hmm. and uh, August Underground Mortem. <laughs> I don't know either of those movies, but they oh, sound super fucked up. Yeah, they are. And um, so, yeah, she'd just tell me the plots of these because we'd have nothing else to talk about. And um... That's that's what I would do late at night on uh, <laughs> when I was younger. I would just, like, go on Wikipedia with my PSP and look up synopses to horror movies. Yeah, and that's another thing. Um, my other big thing is, you remember that movie Orphan that came out forever ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that the one with like the 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 the, the twist being like, oh, if you don't want to get plot, the plot for Orphan spoiled, skip ahead like five, <laughs> skip ahead like fifteen seconds. Is that the one where like the orphan is actually like a octogenarian or something? Yeah, yeah, she's like thirty years old. Well, okay, I, yeah. I I guess I must have missed the synopsis because I thought she was like eighty. <laughs> oh no, not that old. But yeah, the summer that came out, I remember I kept seeing trailers and I'm like, oh, I want to know what her secret is, you know, but I'm not going to go see that movie. So I just, you know, that's when I started, you know, reading plot summaries of movies on Wikipedia. Uh So, yeah. Yeah, I read a lot of um, very in-depth uh, synopses of the Final Destination franchise and those didn't, that did not help me get any sleep. (laughs) Because I was just worried that like, an eye beam was going to come crashing through my window and impale me because I narrowly avoided death by, like, not getting run over by a car. Yeah. <laughs> I did get hit by a car once. That did happen. Oh, no. I mean, the car was going, like, two miles per hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> it did knock me into traffic, but the, thankfully the traffic was not going anywhere. Yeah. Oh, God. I was, like, bi- I was, like biking day. home from work, or not from work, from school, and, like, I, I absolutely had right-of-way, and I just, like, start pedaling into the middle of this intersection, and this guy just, like, bonks me into the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. That same day I stepped in dog poop with my bare foot, which was, <laughs> not, is, which was much worse. That is, like, the worst day possible. You know? I've had worse. Bad, terrible, no-good day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So is there, like, any, like, horror tropes you're specifically drawn to, Rings? Yeah, because, like, like Blair and I always talk about, like, Blair loves the shit out of found footage. I like Home Invasion. Uh, well, with the movie we watched, um, I really like um, Dinner Party Gone Wrong, because it's just uh, fun to see, you know, like I said. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm curious. Does, does um, do, like, Most Dangerous Game, does that count as Dinner Party Gone Wrong to you, or does it need to be, like... Oh. Supernatural and not like predetermined. Oh, as long as shit goes wrong, as shit fucks up, and <laughs> everyone has a bad time. <laughs> yeah, it's just oh. fun to see these middle class white people just, you know, die and shit. Yeah, we uh, we should we we, we need to have you back on for when we do surviving the game starring Ice okay. Cube. <laughs> All right, I'd totally be up for that. But yeah, there is um. A couple examples. Um, well, this one's not a horror movie. It's a comedy. It's called It's a Disaster. It's basically, you know, a bunch of friends gather for a dinner party, and then they discover the world's ending, mm-hmm. and they have to deal with that, and um, it, it, it's, uh, it should be on Netflix, and I really liked it. It's got uh, David Cross, who was uh, the, the, the actor guy on Arrested Development. Oh, 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 oh. Um... Mr. Yeah. No, Mr. Never Nude, uh, Tobias yeah, yeah. Fumke. Yeah, yeah. And 
Yeah, it's really fun. And another one is um, that's actually a horror is The Invitation, which is... Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, they go to a dinner party and they find out there's a cult involved and it's really cool. And it's by the dire- director of Jennifer's Body. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you, did, did you by any chance check out the movie that we watched last week, uh, Would You Rather? I did not. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's another one of those movies. Yeah. Okay. I'll look into it. I have mm-hmm. heard of it. So. Mm-hmm. It's... It's it's passable. It's not, it's not great, but it's fun, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I, yeah. So, um, what's new in the horror mo- What's new in horror news, Blair? Um, I heard Rings is not getting very good reviews. Yeah, it's got about. A, I'm going to almost check the live report because last I saw it had a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Let's go to RottenTomatoes.com. I mean, Lord knows I'm going to watch it anyway. Like. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. But. <laughs> uh, okay, front page of Rotten Tomatoes has the dancing Katy Perry shark. Great, thanks. Okay. It's 2017. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit, 6%. That is, like, really sad. I mean, what were we expecting, A, but also B, that's really sad. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, man. I'm just taking a look at the rest of the... What, what, what else is up on... Uh, Oh, what else is, like, good and bad on Rotten Tomatoes right now? Um, it's all bad. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying not to bring up Split again. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be something about horror on here. I mean, it's been kind of a dry spell recently, I feel. Oh, my God. Um, the... <laughs> Not horror movies, but um, I keep getting ads on YouTube for this like movie called The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Have you heard about that at all, Blair? Mm-mm. No. It's this. It's this Christian movie, like Christian, like oh, Christian no. to the degree of like in like the part where it has like all like in the really tall narrow font, like all the actors' names on that mm-hmm. same page. It's got like you know a couple like Christian seal of approvals, mm-hmm. and it's got a forty-two percent uh, critic rating and a ninety-three percent audience rating. <laughs> That's crazy. That's Nick, absolutely nuts. We have to see that movie. No, we don't, Blair. We actually don't. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them has a 73% critic rating, by the way. That's crazy. Oh my god, it does not deserve that. <laughs> no, that movie is garbage. <laughs> I, I saw that movie four times, mm-hmm. willingly. And that movie Blair, Blair, you are fucking nuts. I should kick you off of this podcast because of that fact. <laughs> Wait, I... No, yeah, it was four times. Okay, I hold on. I just, want to, I just want to talk a little bit more about Rings, because the thing about Rings that like, surprised me that it sucks so fucking bad, uh-huh. apparently, um, because like this is just a premise of a short film that they already did in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, this is literally just like, you know about this, right, Blair? Mm-mm. It was like called, um, in Japan, it was just like Ringu's, because, mm-hmm. you know... In, the ring in Japan was Ringu. Mm-hmm. And the plot was that, like, teenagers are using the ring film to, like, scare the shit out of themselves. Because if they, as long as someone else watches it before the, before it's been seven days, they don't die. Mm-hmm. So they, like, dare each other to see how long they can go without, you know, forcing someone else to watch the video. Mm-hmm. And that's the plot of the short film. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's this one or something? Um, there's apparently, there's a scene in the trailer where, like, the ring video shows up on, like, everyone on a flight, like, in-flight movie thing. Yeah. Which begs the question, like, if in the, in the, in, like, the, 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 the premise of the ring, 
if one person watches it, the, if the next person watches it and the previous person doesn't die, like, who gets fucked on that plane? I mean, it's, okay, I, like, the logic of it is probably hard to follow, but what I remember from that trailer specifically is that everyone watches it and then the train, the, the plane immediately starts fucking up. Yeah. Like, that, you have to wait seven days. Yeah, it can't just be like, seven seconds. <laughs> was Ring, was the Ring good? I never actually saw it. The, the, the English version, not the Japanese. It's, for most of it, it's really good. I kind of hated the ending, though. It's, it's one of those movies that should have ended, like, five minutes sooner. Because the ending it. is like, uh, it's, uh, oh, what's the name of that movie? Not Synecdoche. Not Synecdoche. What the hell is the name of it? What movie? Not Simplicity. It's like it's like the the shit that like you know things in this world just like randomly happening where like a guy finds a letter in a book at the library. I have no idea what you're talking about, dog. Fuck! Hold on. Guy finds letter in book at library movie. Number twenty three, starring Jim Carrey. What? The number 23 starring Jim Carrey? That no. One. Oh my god, it's like, it's not synchronicity. Serendipity. Serendipity, oh. okay. There it is. <laughs> yeah, isn't the ending kind of like serendipity where she just like puts the VHS in a library? Oh, no. I don't actually remember that specifically, but what she, what happens is like, it's like, oh, we're saving this like, the, the, the spirit of this like abused child. And, you know, like, the fact that she's, like, doing all this is because she was, like, abused and she's, like, really, like, upset now. Uh-huh. And, but then it, like, after they save her, like, it's a double, like, like double reach around. Like, oh, she's actually evil. And I'm like, what the fuck? You just, like, totally, like, delegitimized your, like, entire plot. You know what that actually reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Paranorman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That does sound like You it. know what I fucking hated about Paranorman? Hmm. The fact that it just, like, everyone... I like that movie. Don't get me wrong. I like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, the end of the thing is just, like, if you act out against those who did who wronged you, you are just as bad as those who wronged you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that was very bad. It's a pretty common, like, moral for the I know, story. but, like, I'm so... I got, I got really sick of seeing that in response yeah. to, like, you know, Antifa shit. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, relevant on such, like, a small scale associated to, like, children, but, like, not really in any sort of greater context, you know? No, like, really not. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Getting political. <laughs> let's get into, let's get into this movie, because I'm actually really fucking excited to talk about it. Okay, yeah, I want to, I want to get, I want to get ahead of the jump. Um, mm-hmm. we are probably not going to provide a very good synopsis of this movie. We're going to try that our best, but it's, it's going to be a really hard thing to provide a good synopsis of, because it's a lot of winding paths and stuff, and a lot of, it's weird to keep, it's hard to keep track of the order without, like, incredibly detailed notes, which, mm-hmm. Blair, I know you don't have. <laughs> and I, I, I tried keeping notes, but I, like, I, I was having a hard time, like, I mean, I was just trying to focus on the movie instead of, like, making sure that my notes were perfect. Right. But, so, I really highly recommend, before you listen to this, that you go watch the movie. I'm pretty sure it's actually available for free for download by way of the uh, the director himself. 
Mm-hmm. I also saw it on YouTube, but with, like, subs in, like, Vietnamese or some other language. And yeah. the whole movie's up there. In well, yeah, it's, it's it's just shy of an hour and a half, um, and it's very, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have some nits to pick, but I, it's, on a whole, it's pretty, it's really damn good. Yeah, And yeah. dare I say the best movie we've watched so far this year? Oh, I'm really glad. Let yeah. me check our, li- I mean, let me check our lips and let me make sure that I'm not, like, let me oh, make sure that I'm not like committing something horrible, like committing something horrible by saying that, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the thing was last year, but I want to make sure that in case it wasn't, the thing was last year, yeah. Okay, um, um, it definitely was the most engaging movie we've watched this ooh, year so mm, far. Green Room. Yeah, I was like, like on the edge of my seat through the entire thing. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> it's it's a real tight toss up between Green Room and this for best of this year so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Um, so, like Riggs kind of alluded hold to. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we got a comment on the Would You Rather episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Andrea, last name, I will, last name not with help at all. I don't know where she commented. I don't know how she commented on this. I didn't know you could comment on our Libsyn. Uh-huh. But this comment is on our Libsyn. Says, hi Luna, hi Blair. I just wanted to point out the obviously lucrative merchandising opportunity that is the officially licensed John Hurt Squirt shirt. <laughs> That's all. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I didn't know you could leave comments on Libsyn. That like rules. That's so sweet. Thank you, um, Andrea. <laughs> I don't know if that shirt would be a good idea though, since he just passed away. Yeah. A little dis- disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, we have to wait a couple of years. <laughs> Okay, where, what were you talking? What were we talking about, Blair? We were just gonna start diving into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so it's okay. the movie is just eight people. Like that's all that's in this movie. Yep. We've got. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna pull up the Wikipedia page so I can just get a quick rundown of the characters. Because there's Emily, right? Or is it Emma? It's M. She goes by M. Yeah. Okay. There's M. There's Hugh. There's Kevin, Mike, Lee, Beth, Amir, and Lori. Just eight people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a dinner party. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it starts out with uh, Em in her car on the way to this party. And yeah, and she's her, talking like, to her boyfriend, Kevin. Yeah, and there's, like, the reception's really shitty. And then at the end of the call, like, her phone screen cracks. Like, we hear, like, glass breaking, sort of. <laughs> And she, like, looks down on her phone like, what the fuck, you know? Uh, and yeah. then, she, you know, it's it, she gets to the party uh, and, like, they're, like, talking and stuff. And, like, it finds out, like, other people are having similar problem, like, connecting mm-hmm. to, like, the signal. Like, their phone screens have also cracked. Um, it's, like, it, you have this, like, immediate sense of, like, something mm-hmm. is off. Yeah. What I what I want to mention about how this movie was filmed is it's like a totally like handheld camera sort of feel. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and also something about how this movie was filmed and written is because they didn't really have a script. They yeah. were just given. They were just given. A, I'm reading from the Wikipedia right now. Instead of having a script, each actor was given a page of notes each day with their backstory or sort of motivation for the night. But they wouldn't know what the other's actor had received, so it had a very natural, very spontaneous collision of motivations that ended up being what you see on film. Yeah. There was a stri- there was a strict outline, but there was like 
they weren't the actors weren't aware of everything. I think that's really neat. I mean, it's kind of obvious that they're ad libbing, but they're ad libbing very well. Yeah. Um, and the thing natural. is, like, the only actor here that you might well, you might recognize two actors because one of them pl- played as a character on Homeland, mm-hmm. which I don't watch, but Kevin play was uh, is a character on Homeland. And then there's also the guy who just played Xander on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So if you're gonna recognize anyone, you probably recognize him. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, aside from that, like all these all these actors are like I hesitate. I'm not going to say like no names because like I don't want to like disparage them. But just like these aren't actors that I know. Whatsoever. Yeah, not like a list. They all like, look really like familiar th- three, though. Like, like we. Oh, sorry. No, go like, ahead. Th- like three of them don't even have Wikipedia pages. Yeah. <laughs> they all have really familiar faces, though. Like when we were watching it, we all joked that they all looked like the cast of Friends. <laughs> Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one, one of them looks exactly like Chandler, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the main girl. She looks she she looks just like Phoebe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the thing is, like, what and then I fi- the guy who's played by Xander, is just like he talks like Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing is, they like just like look like people, you know? Yeah, like yeah. They, they don't have like I guess what I called when we were watching this movie like actor face. I guess, no, they don't. Where they're like really extremely like normatively attractive, or like they've just got some like sort of like weird but not unattractive like facial features. If yeah, that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah definitely. Normal. Like you would just you would walk into Whole Foods and see these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. Nicholas Brendan is lost in Whole Foods, and it's your duty to go rescue him. <laughs> uh, um, the. I, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit to my first complaint for this movie, it, mm-hmm. which is that, like, it, I feel like a lot of the women weren't given too much to do. Like, yeah. aside from the main character, Emily, because I feel like Lee passes out for half an hour or so of the mm-hmm. screen time, and her role is sort of, like, in reaction to Mike, mm-hmm. who's her husband or, like, boyfriend. I'm not entirely sure. Probably husband, considering they own the house together. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like a lot of her stuff is just, like, in reaction to him, somehow. Um, yeah. Beth... Lori was uh, just Kevin's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lori is just... Yeah, she doesn't really do much of anything except for she kind of fucks around with Mike, who is married to Lee. And then there's Beth, who's really spiritual. She loves feng shui. And, and she loves she drugs. And has ketamine. <laughs> yeah. That's really kind of it. The men are given a lot more to do in this than, than mm-hmm. the women are, except for the main character, obviously, Emily. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, like, that's, like, kind of a gripe that I have with this movie. It's just that, like... Yeah, a lot of them were based on their relationships to the men. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And like, there's an, there's an entire, like, there's a very, there's a confrontation about two-thirds of the way through the movie that is just, like, entirely about the women's, rela- one of the women's relationship to the men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's I on, on one hand I understand because there's eight characters and it's hard to like balance those characters out, especially when there's a lot of ad libbing going on. But on the other hand, when you see these characters who are like not given as much to do are like overwhelmingly women, you know, there's a problem mm-hmm. there. I just think there's yeah. like there's a problem with balancing. But I totally get why the cast. Yeah, no, like was the honestly, was, honestly, you know? I felt like the character Lori was almost non-essential in this movie. Yeah. yeah. She did I think that you minor could minor conflict I, that was barely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't honestly think of what like she did except for be freaked out that she got some blood on her and think that Beth drugged all their food. Well, yeah. at the beginning, uh she thought um cuz they say Mike's an actor and he was on the show Roswell that she liked, but she said, "Oh, I don't remember you being on that show." And so that kind of gives a hint to the themes that come later. Mhm. 
Yeah. That, okay. That they're not who yeah. they think they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I want to get into, like, yeah, the act, because I think it's, like, I think the concept of this movie is fascinating. Um, yeah, because the, the way this movie sets up, like, you guys were listening to me and everything, but, like, I was just, like, this is a really good setup. It needs, this is going to be a really hard thing to pay off, though, because it's mm-hmm. setting up so, like, grandly. Because, yeah. like, there's this comet passing overhead, and that's, like, that's a big setup, because they're, like, they're talking about sh- freaky shit that happened in the past with comets. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, like, okay, there's really not, I, I'm really not expect, expecting them to actually, like, pay this off in a really good way. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, so, yeah, the, the, they talk about, like, all these, like, weird things that happened uh, when, like, comets passed overhead. They talk about this specific story um, that took place in, like, the 20s in Finland. Yeah. Where... No, no, it wasn't, wasn't Finland. It was... It was Finland, because they talked it? about how... It, was, is, it the, is it Finnish or Finns, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, they talk about how, like, uh, this, this woman, like, called the authorities because she was like... There, there's a man in my house who's not my husband, but uh-huh. he looks just like my husband. But I know he's not my husband because I killed my husband last night. Oh, that's and like such a good story. I know. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, there's like such like such an atmosphere set. Uh-huh. It's a great story and it like sets the atmosphere so well. Uh-huh. Um, and like, uh, yeah. So like, it's like things like that that are kind of like building this sense of like. Obviously, they're all, like, playing on their own, like, fears for fun mm-hmm. until things get, like, really real because, like, there's no cell phone connection. There's no internet connection. And they're like, oh, it's probably just because the power's down or something or, like, whatever. They're just having problems. And then the power um, goes out. And then the power goes out. And, I mean, they freak out as much as one would when the power goes out. But, like, mm-hmm. it's it's not, like, a huge deal quite yet. Um, they, they step outside and then they see... Uh, well, do they get the glow sticks at this point? Yeah, they get the glow sticks. Yeah, so they open up, they have two boxes of glow sticks. One is red and one is blue. They open oh, up the no, blue box. No, there's three. They have a green one, too. Oh, they have a bl- green one as well? Okay, so blue, red, green. They open the, the blue box, um, and then they uh, step outside, and they see uh, a house, one house down, down the road that, that still has its lights on. And they're like, oh, we should check it out. There's a lot of, like, internal conflict. Like, oh, we should really just stay inside. Um, I think it's Hugh, the one with, like, male pattern baldness. <laughs> yeah, the one who looks the one who looks like, uh, a, like a, a bargain bin J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, oh, my, his brother. A very I, handsome bargain bin J.K. Simmons, but a bargain <laughs> bin J.K. Simmons nonetheless. Um, he's, his brother's, like, an astrophysicist or something like that. Or yeah. Like, like, you know, independently studies these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, my brother told me if anything weird happened while the comet passes that I should call him. Mm-hmm. But I can't call him because, like, the phone line's down and I can't yeah. talk to the internet. I'm just, I'm just thinking about something that I want to take a brief sidebar. I, think uh, I mean, it's, kind of, it's a bit unprecedented, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, this movie seemed very sponsored by Skype. I think. Because yeah, because uh, uh, 
what was her Lee? Her job mm-hmm. was working mm-hmm. at Skype or something. Yeah, and they they mentioned he's like, oh, you don't use you use Wi-Fi, you use Skype to call people. And I'm like, in what world do people use Skype to call people instead of their actual phones? Unless you're like in front of your laptop. I mean, we're yeah. using Skype right now, but like. But I mean, it's a very broken service, and I wouldn't use it for anything remotely professional. That's why I use it for this fucking podcast. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were trying to compare it to, uh, like, FaceTiming. That would make more the, sense. No, they were comparing it to uh, other chat clients, like, you know, Curse Voice, oh, Discord. Yeah. Uh, back when, like, AOL Instant Messenger let you do voice chats, but it was yeah. just, like, you wouldn't actually be able to chat in real time. It would just be, like, you record a voice clip, send it, and then they record a voice clip, send it. <laughs> <laughs> I did that a lot when I first got my microphone. <laughs> um. But that was, like, my... That was, like, my old microphone that was, like, part... It was, like, a tiny, shitty, like, $15 webcam that also had a microphone attached to it. Oh, sure, yeah. And I just... I just kind of sounded like this all the time. <laughs> and, like, really breathy, and I had to get close with the mic to actually be heard at all. I'm sorry this is sonically unpleasant for everyone, but I just wanted to provide, like, a very, very, uh... Realistic? Very realistic uh, representation of what I sounded like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, like, at the very end of the movie, we hear, like, the Skype, like, dial tone, or, like, when you call someone on Skype, the noise that happens. Do, do, do. And I was like, hey, do, do, do. <laughs> I, I have a suspicion about this movie. <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't detract to the movie at all. It's just, like, an interesting, like... It's just weird. Yeah. Anyway, going back, so, like, he can't get a hold of his brother. He's, like, kind of worried about that. Um... Eventually, I can't remember, Riggs, do you remember which two guys go out to the other it's house? It's Hugh eventually? and Amir. Yeah, those two. Hugh and Amir. Yeah, they, they, they travel to the other house to, like, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, people are, are still, like, talking because, like, they don't think anything is wrong. Just, like, no. weird. You know? They're just like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. And so, um, so they're just, like, talking amongst themselves and, like... Like, a lot of time has passed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, they should have been back by now, you know? Because yeah. it's five minutes there, five minutes back, you know? It's been more than ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they hear this really loud banging on the side door. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, everyone starts freaking out because that's, like, a like a really crazy thing for it to, to, like, happen. Yeah, no, it's, like, understandably freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know if, like, anything comes from it other than they're, like, just kind of, like, scattered and, like, hectic. But, yeah, uh, no, they're just kind of freaked. But then eventually Hugh and Amir, like, come back. And I think it's Hugh that, or Amir, one of them, has, like, this locked box. This, like, uh-huh. silver locked box. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Hugh has, like, a cut on his, like, brow. And uh-huh. they, they uh, it's Beth, I think, who's like, oh, do you want the, the cloth band-aid or the other band-aid? And I think he chooses the cloth one, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he just says, what the fuck ever. Yeah. <laughs> He's just um, like, this is literally, I do not care at all. I just saw a double of myself. What? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, and that, he, this is when the core concept of the movie is revealed, which is that that other house was the same house, and Hugh and Amir saw, like, that party, even though they went to a different house. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same house, it's just like duplicates. Yeah, yeah. And when, the, the, here's where another part of this movie comes in that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. There is, like, no 20 minutes of skepticism that I normally would expect from a movie they like this. They just jump right into it. 
Yeah. Like, they're just like, okay, there are duplicates. I mean, there is a little bit of skepticism, but nowhere near as much as I would have expected. I would have expected them to be like, no way, you're just fucking with us, Hugh. You went to the wrong fucking house. <laughs> and then they, like, go out, and then they're like, oh, shit, those are duplicates. And then that's it. It's like a five-minute thing, if that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the, the... When they go out and see their duplicates, it's one of the... It's so fucking good. I was like, this is the point where I was like, okay, they fucking got it. Like, I was, I had high expectations, and then they filled those expectations perfectly. Yeah. Because they're walking back, and they got their blue glow sticks in hand, and there's four of them walking back, because this is after Hugh and Amir go on their little expedition. They're walking back with blue glow sticks in hand, and they see another group of people with four red glow sticks in hand, and both of them just take off running towards where they think their houses are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of little details in this movie that we're not really touching on, which is why I say, like, definitely watch this movie. Yeah, no, absolutely watch yeah. this movie. Um, like, there's because there's a lot of, like, little synchronicities, in, I guess, in a matter of speaking, and, like, how you th- start to see things on, like... On uh, Blair, I believe you meant serendipities. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, yeah, at, the there's... at the end of the movie, all their parallel universe cells leave a letter in a book, and they like, leave it for the rest of the people to find. Shut up. Um, I think we should mention what was in the locked box, though. Oh, yeah, it was a bunch of numbered pictures of everyone at the party, as well as a ping-pong paddle. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys should, when you get the chance, you should look at the movie poster for this, because um, it's like a dinner table set up with a ping-pong paddle in the middle next to, you know, the silverware. and all Oh, the yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's just, it really suits the movie. No, it's yeah. very good. I, I can link it in the chat right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's also, there's also the, uh, the, 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 the ketamine syringe. <laughs> oh, that's what that is. Yeah. The, the tagline doesn't really, I feel like the tagline doesn't really make too much sense. Yeah, that's like, that doesn't have to do with it at all. It says rearrange no. your brain. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I mean, maybe in like such a vague context, like, Mm-hmm. Like rethinking about how you like, because there is like a lot of like kind of thought puzzles in mm-hmm. this, in a matter of speaking. I mean, you'll have to rearrange your brain to watch this movie. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think it's. But I, I mean, regardless, it still looks fu- it looks fucking cool, and B is a really cool movie. Yeah, um, I think like I think when they say rearrange your brain, it's just like those like rush hour puzzle games. You know, the ones where it's like you have to move the cars around to get the car out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, like, what they're talking about. Just, like, rearrange your brain and then... Yeah. <laughs> like, things... That was I don't a good tangent. Like, I don't want to be, like, things continue to happen, but things continue to happen. Yeah, because um, it is really hard to keep track of. Like, Mike goes out and, like, tries to blackmail himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, another thing that uh, he, he was, like, writing a note that's, like, yeah. what's what's the... What does Hugh say? He says, like, I'm going out for a minute. Or, no, like, can I use your phone? And then um, something like that. And then someone comes to the door and leaves this exact same note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that happens they... twice in the movie, I'm pretty sure. What, um, the note? Yeah, it happens once earlier in the movie and then another time later in the movie. because Right, because um, Emily has not returned to the same house that she left. Yeah, yeah they bring up this thing. Um, when they you know cro- walk across the street, there's this like dark, shadowy place. And... It's basically implied that when you walk through it, you go into another reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, just like she... a spinning roulette wheel of reality. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, so, I mean, uh, where that's essentially revealed in lore things, like, start to unfurl is, like, when, so they, 
uh, returning back to like the pictures with the numbers on the back of them and the like the, the ping pong paddle and the box mm-hmm. um uh and one of them gets an idea where they're just like you know what we should like like roll the die roll a die and then put mm-hmm. a number on the back of the picture of us so that we know that this is our house yeah mm-hmm. um and then um let's see that yeah so they do that um and then M notices that the, the when she looks back to flip what the original numbers were, uh, mm-hmm. she, when she had originally copied down the numbers, she had done it in, like, a red marker. And we yeah. see it now on this, like, legal pad in, like, a blue marker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, hold on. And then so she asks everyone what their original numbers one were. And, like, only a couple of them actually match. Mm-hmm. And she was, and then, so, <laughs> like, like, things start to be like, oh, fuck, we... Not all of us belong mm-hmm. to this world, to this specific house. You know, this isn't our house, like or universe or whatever you want to. And think then, of it and then it turns out that none of them actually belong to the same world because they're talking about the ra- the thing that they pulled out of the box, like the ping pong paddle. And everyone's like, they pulled a different item out. Like ours was a p- napkin. Ours was like a coaster. Ours was a whatever. Stapler. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it turns out that only I think it's only Beth and Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they never they left. Leave the house. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, you think about that, and it's just like, I don't know, I think that's where I was like, I mean, throughout this whole movie, I was like, fuck, this movie is crazy. But after that, I was like, fuck, this movie is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It's just, I mean, I mean, you you would have suspicions of that before because like there's there was a different uh, Hugh and Amir that came in with red glow sticks. Yeah, they hid it because they didn't want to like be found out. Yeah, they came in with red glow sticks and then they took the lockbox. I'm pretty sure and like everything. And they also else. took the book about uh, Schrodinger's cat, which was very conveniently placed on their in their car. Like they just conveniently had a copy of that book. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, because they 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 um, they talk about like the idea of decoherence. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's I mean, it's a plot device, but I think it's one that makes sense within the context of the movie because uh, if if um, Hugh's brother was so concerned about something weird happening, yeah, um, I guess when, so. That that does make sense. Passed? I forgot that, that I forgot that that was for his brother. My mistake. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Or written by his brother. I can't remember what. Um, but uh, yeah, so this this book in the back of the car, and then they read it, and like, whoa, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, stuff. <laughs> I mean, we covered it basically. Yeah, um, I know, but it's just like. <laughs> so what what convinces Emily to leave the house? Because I forget. What, why I, does she go um, out into the well, final for the final reason? When when she says, you know, like, um, you know, we're not from the same reality. Um, Mike, or it was yeah, it was Mike. He says. Um, they get like the note that he blackmailed himself with at the door. Oh yeah, and then he and it reveals that he fucked Beth like twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, he and Beth fucked. He did not like. They they it was consensual. <laughs> <laughs> and and then like, no, Hugh gets like Hugh gets like super angry because everyone apparently knew about this fucking except for him. Mm-hmm. Which leads to the best line in the whole movie. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you and I are really from different universes, that means that I have had sex with your wife a thousand reality. times. Yeah. An infinite number of times. And, like, the way that Hugh is just, like, steaming, like, this is not <laughs> the time to tell him, hey, man, I fucked your wife eight million different ways. Okay. It was great each time, by the way. You got a real <laughs> keeper. <laughs> yeah. But, um... 
Oh, go ahead, Rinx. Oh, I was going to say, and then eventually another Mike from another reality, he comes in and he beats up the other one. Yeah. That that might be after what you were going to bring up. Um, No, 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 because Emily leaves the house in this moment, right? Yeah. And she kind of does the same, like, she's, like, looking around, she, like, wanders through a bunch of different, like, realities and looks inside the houses and she gets to one reality in which nothing has happened. Like, the power's still on, and nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And she sneaks in, and when the Emily in that reality goes out to her car, she, like, to check something, the uh, the Emily we've been following the whole movie attacks her and knocks her the hell out and puts her, what, in the trunk? Yeah. 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 And then she's, and then she like assumes her identity in this world where nothing wrong happened, and she's like, "Oh, hey, hun, I'm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. We're all Gucci." Oh, my cat just came in. So you. Hello. Might have seen her. <laughs> oh I heard God. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh hi. Her name's Lilo. I love her. Send a guest picture. The, guest on the show. We'll mention this this cat on the show notes. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's her Twitter handle? <laughs> Oh, she doesn't have one yet. I should make one. <laughs> okay. Um, you should make one. Of, you should make a Twitter account like Pepito. Like what? Pepito. Oh, there's, there's a bot that's like this French cat, I think. Yeah. It just like it posts whenever this cat goes in and out. Yeah, because it's got like it's got like a camera um and a Twitter account like uh that are that's triggered by this uh by the cat door opening and closing. So when the cat goes out, it like triggers, takes a picture, and posts to Twitter. Pepito is out, and then the timestamp, <laughs> and then whenever he comes back, it says Pepito is in, and you know, posts a picture and a timestamp. I'm gonna find the actual Twitter account. Okay, it's, it's, yeah, that sounds great. It's very good. Pepito um, is incredible. <laughs> It's just yeah. at Pepito the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I do want to talk about the little details when she's walking in between this, like, dark space and she sees all these different houses. Like, she sees all this, like, different levels of chaos. There's mm-hmm. one I really liked in particular where there was two different mics tied up in the same room. Mm-hmm. Hostage um, situation. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, you can, like, there's, like, it's it's just, like, a snapshot of these different, like, mm-hmm. like possibilities where, like, when you put... Mm-hmm people in, like, a situation, anything can happen, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, earlier in the movie, they had, cal- like, uh, Amir had calculated it on his phone, like, all with all the different variables, you know, with different glow sticks, the different random items they put in the box. Um, that the there dice was, rolling. like, five million different outcomes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and, and probably even, like, more than that in just the terms of, like, human impulses that are, like, like, any sort of level of decisions, you know? Uh-huh. Like, it's. I mean, it's just like crazy to think about. But yeah, uh, yeah. But she, yeah, she does eventually get to this house. She like totally like takes out this like you know this other version of her. Mm-hmm. Um, like twice, she tries to do it twice um, because it like fails the first time, and then she hits her with like the, the top. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And um, when she's when they're or when she goes to the car. Like, the car that was, like, smashed in, which happened earlier in the movie, and Uh probably, evidently, in, like, other universes as well. Uh Um, She, she, um, uh, she, she, oh, her husband comes out. Yeah. He's, like, talking with her, and he's like, oh, I found your ring on the bathroom floor, and she's, like, already wearing her ring, and she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's, that's funny. Uh, I wonder how that got there. (laughs) And then he eventually, like, 
gets a call and he's like, oh, it's it's from you. Haha, ha, I'm going to answer this. And then mm-hmm. like the, the reality of the situation dawns on his face and that's when the movie ends. Yeah. And I think... Honestly, that's, like, the perfect place to end a movie. Yeah, I, I was, like, really worried how the, if they were going to fuck this dismount. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's really no way to de-escalate, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I, mean, I think they did it in a really, really good way. I don't know. I was, like, really satisfied by that ending because it didn't it answer all the questions, but it didn't need to, you know? Yeah. I think one of the things that I really like about this movie as well is, like, it's not too caught up, like, jacking itself off about how complicated it is. Yeah. Like, it is a, it is a relatively complex movie, but, like, I wouldn't call it more complex than, like, a Memento or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, because Memento is pretty, is, is pretty simple to follow if you, like, just can watch it. If you just, like, just pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit less complex than that, but, like, I, I, I have respect for the movie Primer, but, like, any movie that touts itself as, like, you need to watch it, like, five times before you even begin to understand it. I'm just like, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean... Like, I've actually avoided the movie Primer because I just don't, like, I don't want to read, mm-hmm. like, five million articles and watch it four mm-hmm. times to understand it. Right. No, exactly. Like, this this movie is the perfect level of complex where it's, like, as long as you're paying attention, it's going to be... Uh, it, you're going to have to think, but it's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I already, like, aired my grievance about, like, the lack of things that women do in this movie, and, um, I mean, the cast is, like, all white as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... I mean, yeah, that's fair to mention as well. I mean... I mean, considering, like, the, the way that, like, the, exactly where these people live, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it makes sense that they would not have very many, like, yeah. they would not have a very racially diverse friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I yeah, I, I guess I didn't ha- hadn't considered that before, but it's, yeah, it's true. I don't know if it, like, takes away from the movie so much as it's something that's worth knowing. No, 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 I don't think it, like, uh, it, these are just, like, minor nitpicks that yeah. I have. Overall, this is a very good movie. It's a, such a strong concept. Oh, we're moving into recommendations. Um, on a scale of zero to fives, um, on a scale of zero to five... Millions of Beths you fucked in an alternate dimension. <laughs> How many I think millions? that's too dramatic. How about zero to five, like, <laughs> bottles of ketamine? Oh, yeah, that's even better. Yeah, on zero to five scale of bottles of ketamine. <laughs> How fucked up are you by this movie? Do you want to go first, drinks? Um, yeah, um, totally five out of five. Like, the first time I saw it, I was just, like, completely blown away. And I'm really glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna... Well, despite my like, despite my reservations, I'm also going to go five out of five on this. Like, I was expecting quality. I was not expecting this level of quality from actors who who from actors who seven of eight I've never heard of before in my life. Mm-hmm. Like this, this filmmaking is just like I don't like the shaky cam. I loved the shaky cam here. I hate yeah. shaky cam. I loved it here. Like. The sound design was really atmospheric and uns- like unsettling, but not like so much so that it was like taking you out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and you sort of feel like you're there with the people because it's so intimate. Yeah, exactly. It really is. Um, and the thing is, like, God, just like you tell me this plot, and I and I can think of a million ways you fuck it up. Either with the launch, yeah. like the the actual like how it plays out, the dense mount ending, anything. There's so many places for this to go so wrong so easily. And with for my only for my only grievances to be the women don't do much, and it's all white people. Like, 
Yeah, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, like this movie is a five out of five. For not, like this is a movie at five out of five, and I recommend anyone listening to this go, to go watch it right now. It's available for free. Like, just sit down for an hour and a half, watch this damn movie. It's incredible. I think we should be grateful that we're in the reality that this is an actually good movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blair might wait, wait. Hold on, Blair. Are you from the reality where it isn't? <laughs> no, I'm from the reality where it is. I definitely. Okay. I, yeah, I'm gonna like. I think I'm definitely gonna give this a strong five out of five because, like, like I don't know. I just it 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 just it was. It's a it's a concept I'm obsessed with. I think it did it in such an interesting and compelling way. Right. Um, there's just a lot of good it did here, and I was thinking about it how like the like the way they like directed these people is mm-hmm. to give them like sort of like a like a like a like a murder mystery party you would go to yeah in a well, yeah and way. also like Obsessed the thing the first thing that. I thought the first thing I thought of when I read about the directing the way that you like directed the cast like I think that you probably also thought the same thing Blair just like the first thought I had was Blair Witch oh yeah exactly like the 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 the, the, the like less 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 needlessly cruel to the to the yeah. actors, but yeah, no, but it's like, but it it it, it conjures the same effect of like really like legitimate uh, like reactions to things, you know? Yeah, I mean they're playing characters, but they're playing like I don't know. There's 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 they're reacting as people, mm-hmm. you know, instead of reacting to like us a, a, a thing that they know is going to happen. In yeah. the future, if that yeah. makes sense, I think yeah. I don't know. It just feels so genuine, like Rink said, so intimate the way yeah. it's filmed and the way it's acted. Um, I don't know. Yeah, totally obsessed. <laughs> so, fifteen bottles of ketamine. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking ketamine. I think we can throw a real hell of a rave with that amount of ketamine. Blow <laughs> sticks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh. I hate. God, I just, I don't want to stop talking about this movie because I love it so much. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's extremely good. There's a lot to, like, unpack. And I would love to, like... Like, I it's mean, satisfying. It's, after, after last week's movie, which, again, Would You Rather is not a bad movie. It's just, like, I felt like I was, like, trying to find, like, reasons to like it. Yeah. Like, this one I'm trying to find, like, I'm, like, just, like, rechecking myself, like, trying to think of stuff that I didn't like about this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's I was never just bored so... watching it, you know? Oh, was, I want to go watch it again. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like never bored while watching it because it, the, it was. I was thinking about this too. It's paced so well where there's like there's just amount of breathing room between these different events that it like doesn't feel cramped and crowded, but it doesn't feel too slow. You know? Yeah. No, it feels very, very good. And like uh, it, in that way, that like it's just like a lot of people talking about things. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of things do happen, but, like, the dialogue is really good and engaging, even in the down-tempo parts. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me a little bit, not entirely, but a little bit of Manchester by the Sea, which is, I mean, it's, yeah, Manchester by the Sea is a lot more dialogue-based, fa- but, like, not, and obviously not in the same category remotely, but, like, any movie where I'm just intrigued by people talking, I'm really, cons- I'm really into. Yeah. I mean, you know. Manchester by the Sea was a good movie. That's also <laughs> what I'm saying there. I mean, Casey Affleck can go suck my fucking nuts, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to dive into recommendations? Ooh, recommendations. Recommendations. Uh, I'm going to go first, if you guys don't mind. 
Okay, okay, go for it. So I'm going out on a limb. I've only watched one episode of it so far, but it's pretty good, and I'm excited to see more of it. Um, Netflix's newest original series that came out like a day or two ago called The Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. It's it's about these two realtor. These about these two realtors played by uh, Timothy Oliphant and uh, Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Um, their husband and wife. They got a kid. Um, one day something happens to the wife, and she just spontaneously becomes undead. With, like, an an insatiable taste for, like, you know, raw meat, flesh, and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's not... I I haven't gotten to the part where they explain it, but one of the the biggest things... So, a thing that I really like in movies is when they get, like, a really big face... A really big name face, and then just off him super early. Mm -hmm. Like, this movie already has a couple of big name faces with Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore. But, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to spoil the first episode, so you might want to skip ahead, like, a minute or two if you don't want to hear this. But Mm -hmm. in the first episode, we're introduced to this new realtor at their company who's played by Nathan Fillion, you know, from, like, Firefly, Castle, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Really big name, really big face. By the end of... And he's, like, some cocksure asshole who's trying to, like, drive a wedge in between Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore so he can fuck Drew Barrymore. Right. At the end of the first episode, he threatens Drew Barrymore and says, either we go fool around or I will tell your husband that we fucked last night. And she responds by eating him. <laughs> like, the first episode. Nathan Fillion is gone. He is a corpse by the end of the first episode. That's crazy. I love that. <laughs> and it's just... I really like it so far. It's got... It's got some... It's got a pretty good sense of humor about everything. Um, I, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. So, yeah. Santa Clarita Diet. Netflix. Solid. Solid. Get it. Would you like to go next, Rinks? Or should I... Uh- uh, I can go next. Um, okay. I want to uh, recommend the movie um, Breathe, or in French, Respire. It's a French movie directed by the actress Melanie Laurent. Um, it's about these two girls. Um, they become friends, and it's about how their friendship dissolves. And it's just, it's it's really good in that it really, because it's directed by a woman, so they interact like real females would, real teenage mm-hmm. girls would. And mm-hmm. the ending is just really like whoa like it literally left me speechless and it's mm-hmm. it should be on netflix and yeah i really love it so um i'm gonna recommend a documentary i don't think anybody has not heard about before but uh, i i just i rewatched it recently um and i'm kind of like obsessed with it again uh oh uh, zoo yeah great great documentary no! <laughs> shut up um, yeah, I watched Hand. Grizzly Mr. Man. Hands. I'm all about that. <laughs> I watched Grizzly Man recently. Uh, I've never heard I of that. It's it's such a fascinating documentary. It's a Werner Herzog, so like you know, it's going to be good. Werner um, Herzog. <laughs> uh, it follows this guy who um, who died in 2006, and like which was after the fa- after this movie came out, 2003 or 2006. I can't remember, but I'm um, like, but um. Uh, uh, he he lived in this like wildlife reserve during the summer months, uh-huh. like like trying like he had this idea that he was like protecting like these grizzly bears and like you know like becoming a part of their world and like he obviously like wanted to be this level of in touch with nature and it like he's such a complicated human person and it like the 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 documentary he doesn't wants to be part of their world. <laughs> right exactly it's it. One thing I really appreciate about the documentary, I'm just going to talk over you. <laughs> One thing I really appreciated about this documentary. Look at these bears. That- Aren't they quite neat? Shut Wouldn't up. Wouldn't you think <laughs> that my grizzlies are neat? I think the bear. Wouldn't you think I'm the man, the man who has, they're disemboweling me. <laughs> yeah, like it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't try to position this uh, person 
in any sort of specific way. Mm-hmm. It just it, it just kind of shows them to you, and it's like, hey. Yeah, and he they talk about people who like were close friends with him and really supportive of his actions, and people who like say it wasn't as ethical as he like thought it would be, and like just like this complexities of like this person, and it becomes less of like it feels like like a nature documentary that's very person focused. I don't know. It's like so fascinating, and uh, I mean it's extremely sad, but it, I think it's totally worth watching. Oh God, sorry. I'm, I'm all. This is all. Just like the mention of a grizzly bear is reminding me of like this discussion I had in high school physics. From like this, just I have not thought about this since it happened. Uh huh. Like five, like five or six years ago when I was still in high school, it would have been like six or seven. Not now, honestly. Um, my professor tried to like describe something in physics. I don't remember what, but um, mm-hmm. he tried to describe it with uh the the metaphor of a child shooting a Nerf blaster into the mouth of a, uh, at a grizzly bear to try and kill it versus a hundred toddlers shooting uh, at a grizzly bear to kill it. <laughs> a Nerf, Nerf blasters. <laughs> and he was like, if all the Nerf blasters enter the bear's mouth at the exact same time, they will clog his heart way. And then, like, my friend Javier and I were just like, well, you can do it with one kid if he was, like, brave enough and sacrificed himself. Just lo- jam yourself down the bear's windpipe and die for the rest of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's so sad. I was like 16 at the time. You have yeah. to you have to cut me some slag. I mean, that was the same. Cl- okay, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna delve into these stories now because they're so fucking funny to me. Please do. The, there are there are two stories in particular. I don't remember the source of the, the. There are two inside jokes that me and my friend Javier had for years. Like he's he still remembers this when I talked to him. But this fucking one of them ended with just rogue dolphin. Like the idea of a rogue dolphin killing one of our classmates. Uh huh. But the other one was we had to do like a warm up activity where we like calculated the speed of blood in a body via like what we saw it as and like our cones and retinas and stuff like some dumb physics shit. And our professor was like, you guys are fucking idiots. Here's how it's done. Then he calculated it out and it was like, so the speed of blood in the body is 12,000 meters per second. Uh, Hold on. I got to check this real quick. And then my friend Javier and I talk are just talking about, like, you know, that sounds pretty good. Like, we could just, like, you know, you could just, like, cut your, like, cut your hands open and just, like, blast off into space like Iron Man with the speed of the blood. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Javier, and then I'm just like, yeah, but once you got up into space, like, you wouldn't be able to breathe or, and you would also run out of blood. And Javier just said, you, you just need a blood helmet. And then for some reason that set me off so hard, I didn't stop laughing for five minutes. <laughs> That's, that, like... That, those stories just, like, have the essence of high school. If you know really? I mean. Just, like... <laughs> anyway, sorry for that minute. Sorry for that tangent. We didn't have too many of this episode, so we had to get one in there. <laughs> Blood Helmet would be a good name for a band. Blood, Blood Helmet? Yeah. yeah. Hell okay. yeah. Javier, if you're listening, get at me. <laughs> <laughs> make a, let's make a band. I'll play the guitar. <laughs> Oh, all right. So this has been fear baiting. If you want to find me, I can be found at Shadonaka on Twitter or chiesatonakas.tumblr.com. Oh, wait, questions. We have questions. Oh, <laughs> we have questions. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> let's see. Harry at Mamoswine says, coherence is so fucking good. That's all this tweet has to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heart. Agreed. <laughs> uh, and then Twitter user Linus Kloss at Linus Kloss did you see the Get Out trailer? It looks like if The Purge was genuinely scary and with well-handled social commentary. I think we've talked about Get Out a couple of times. I don't know if I would refer it to The Purge, because mm-hmm. that seems a bit off. But I, it looks very good, and I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Let me just double-check our Tumblr real quick. 
Don't expect any questions from that. We're running a little bit long this week. Who gives a shit? It's fine. <laughs> you know, we have a lot to say and it's good shit, so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this has been Fear Baiting. I already said my shit. Blair, go. <laughs> you can find me at Blair Kitch on Twitter or bramblepelt.tumblr.com uh, on Tumblr. Rinks, where can we find you? Um, on Twitter, I am at Rinksu, uh, R-I-I-N-K-S-U, and I am Platycat on Tumblr. Um, and yeah, that's me. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yeah of course. No, it was great having you on. Look forward to hearing um, you on. And if you guys like the episode, leave us a rating on iTunes. Yeah, please. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Up in the trees, where they can't run. Wait, shit, can bears actually climb trees? So glad to be oh. part of their world. Uh, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>